Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot Body Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, it's another Life Logistics episode. We haven't done one for quite a while, um, and I think last time we did one, we didn't really get through many of the Life Logistics queries and questions that had been sent in mm. um, by you, the Cunters. So we'll um, we'll try and get through a bit more this time, uh, with sound logistics. This is the second episode you've recorded in your new pod shed. Yeah, uh, is that the official name for it? Is it the pod shed? No, well, because it's uh, being used as an office by my wife as well. We're sort of sharing it. Okay. So, right. but we've just been calling it the shed. She's been the calling shed. It the shed. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, nice. Sometimes um, I call and, it a pod you'd... hub, but like that to mm. entertain myself. Okay, just the shed then, yeah. right? And you've been um, working on improving the acoustics in there because it was a slightly echoey. The it was first too echoey because last did, night it? we'd literally just moved in. There wasn't much furniture, and the sound was bouncing all over the place. So I've invested in a large block of foam, which I sent you for your perusal yeah. as well. Um, yeah, you, you logistically, you have you you seem pretty satisfied that it was a. It was a reasonable purchase. We will wait and see whether or not it well, turns out to be. To, to explain a little bit better how it works, it's a block of form, and what happens is you you shove your microphone up from the bottom of the block. Yeah. It's a cube, isn't it's it? A cube, yeah. It's, uh, and you push the microphone up into the cube, yeah. the space in the cube. Mm. The microphone then, then is housed, and you speak into the cube and then into the microphone. I think it would work better if the cube went over your head. Yes. And it was a huge... I'm not saying you got a huge head, but it was a huge yeah. foam block yeah. that just slipped over your head, and then you, 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 the face hole in the front. You need to be inside you need to of it. Out of. There, there are things yeah. like that available on Amazon. I mean, I spent a long time this morning looking at everything that was available on Amazon, and that was one not complete, not exactly as you're describing, but not dissimilar. Oh fuck! Hang on. Let me just check. I'm recording this. Oh, no, I am. I am. I am. <laughs> Sorry. It's because there was another box in. open on the screen. <laughs> I'll leave that in. That's a bit of colour. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you've, you've done There's some a lot of different things. Um, and then due, due diligence. In the end, I asked a friend of mine who's a, a producer and records quite a lot of voiceover artists online. And he said what he gets them to do when they're recording in an echoey room. He goes, just put a duvet over your head and the microphone and you form a cosy little right. tent. Oh wow, that sounds nice. Yeah, I mean the thing is, for for my other podcast, for the reset podcast, I have to sometimes interview people, 
and well i do i interview someone every week for it and some of those people are kind of people i know or are pretty chill but sometimes they're like you know academics or doctors or people who are a bit more formal mm. and so mm. i feel less comfortable like calling them up on a zoom and being underneath the duvet like i'm holding some sort of fucking seance because i've tried to convince <laughs> them over email that i'm not just some weirdo right mm. with a mental health podcast which of course is what i am uh, but i'm pretending yeah. to them that i'm not and they go this certain yeah. person seems to check out he uh, seems pr- yeah. fairly credible He's had some good guests. We've seen he's written for broadsheet newspapers. He's appeared on Radio 4. I think he'll be fine. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, and then they get, they click onto the link. Professor mm. fucking, Professor Nut Doctor from, Pro- Professor you know, such and such. Professor such and such from the fucking bonkers in the nut department of Birmingham University, who's just written an important <laughs> paper. Of, thesis. A thesis on being out where the buses don't run. And then they just see some fucking weird bald cunt under a, like in this weird dark tunnel with a candle <laughs> and a microphone. Hello, yeah. Professor Such and Such. Are you? What, where are you? I'm under a duvet, of course. I, I have to do this. I'm in my shed. I'm in my shed. <laughs> the acoustics are a bit fucking bouncy if you catch me drift. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, don't you, anyway, pal? Anyway, let's crack on. <laughs> don't you worry uh, about where I am, sunshine. <laughs> are you, are you, so, why uh, are you topless? Ah, it's nicer that way. It gets a bit sweaty under this duvet after it's a little warm while. warm under here. Best if I strip <laughs> off. You don't mind, do you? Imagine, imagine doing it in the summer. In the summer months, you've got your duvet over you. Maybe you can devise some kind of Joseph and his technical dream coat kind of mm. thing a, a, a podding gown that you can wear with a hood that comes over the top fetch me my pod a gown duvet, like a large yeah like a large kind of hood well for and, today um, I've, I've, I've draped some blankets over the bookshelves on either side of me right to sort of be a bit mm. more sound absorbent it's a makeshift measure until mm. my big foam cube arrives and um <laughs> we'll see how it goes but if not i will yeah i'll have to just build something I will build something. Well, that'll be fun. The build. The, be fun. By the way, the builder just came. The finishing thing was was that they hadn't fitted the lock in the door properly, right? So cool. he came back today to do that. He's a really nice guy, but he spent a long time making it very, very secure. And then he said, "I've finished," and he seemed very pleased. And he went, "Come," and I great. And he went, "Come out and give it a go, so I can make sure yeah. that you know how to use it." And I'm thinking, mate. I weren't born yesterday, you know. I'm 46 years old. I think I know how to fucking lock and unlock a door, don't I? And he's gone, no, come out, come out, right? And I've gone, all right. So then I've gone to my missus. You come out too so you can see. She's obviously thinking, listen, mate, there's any fucking cunt here who needs lessons in how to use a front door key. It's you, not me. But it was, I felt under so much pressure all of a sudden because there was this geezer. And he was like, now, you pull the door fairly firmly... And then you pull her handle up, right, Polish. And I go, okay. And he goes, God, let me see. And I'm thinking, what? He wants to see me do it. And then I feel under pressure. And when I'm under pressure, Andy, I find when I feel that I'm being assessed, I can find it very difficult to perform, right? Normal day to day, you see me opening doors with a key, shutting them. No problem at all, yeah, mate. Yeah, of course. But once there's a geezer there going, let me watch you do it, I start to panic. So I pull the door, he goes, firmly, he goes, it has to be quite a firm pull. So I pull it, and he's gone, whoa, not that firm. No, that's too firm. Mm. 
and I've gone, oh, okay, I'll try again. So then I do it again. He goes, no, that's way too soft. It'll never shut like that. So straight away, I'm like, for fuck's sake, mate, you mind that? I've done it firm. I've done it soft. Nothing's good enough for you. It's my door anyway. I paid for it. Right. Finally, I get the pull right. Then I turn the handle the wrong way. Then I'm doing the lock the wrong way. And I'm looking at my wife as if to say, can't you just fucking take this over? Because I just want this over and done with. I'll be fine when I'm on my own negotiating this door. But this guy is giving me too many instructions. It's too hot. It's too hard. No, it's too soft. Come on, man. Turn the handle the right way. It's never going to lock if you turn it like that. So we go for all of this. <laughs> then he wants to see me do the same thing from the inside and lock myself in for some reason. Then he starts wanting to see me do the same business with the window. Right? The window that opens as a window, then it can turn into a door. One of those numbers. Yeah. Oh, mate, it was, I felt under such pressure. And the whole time, my wife was just standing back with her arms folded with a, a, just a hint of a grin on her face. <laughs> so, fuck but this. You've got what to is sort this, of... fucking door test? <laughs> but you've got to, have you, have you passed the test? Yeah, you know, yeah door in the proved? end, it, it was like he, he didn't want to leave until he'd seen me do it a couple of times. Yeah. So he could then go back yeah. to his gaffer and go, listen... You know, we know that that cunt over there is a bit dopey. So I've run him mm. through the door a few times. Now, he's bound to call you up in the next week or two, cl- crying, saying that he's locked himself inside his shed and he doesn't know how to get out. And for some reason, he's accidentally swallowed the key. <laughs> I don't know. I put the key in my mouth for safekeeping and then I coughed and I swallowed it. And now I'm waiting to shit it out and I can't get out. <laughs> You've got to come over. The toilet is- there's not even a toilet there for me to shit in it, dude. Send, it, send one of your men over to get me out. <laughs> send one of your men over to pump me stomach. Send one of your men over. Tell them they're going to have to come through the roof. <laughs> so he wouldn't leave. For it's that funny. reason, he wouldn't leave until he'd seen me uh, do it. And now he's, he's finally left. I've soundproofed the room a little bit. And finally, we are good to go. He probably assessed you as being a nervous door opener. That's he did, he and he, he would be correct, but it's like so many things in life, Andy. I'm, I'm really good when I don't feel like I'm under pressure. But the moment people yeah. start assessing me, judging me, yeah. examining me, I, I, I freeze up. Freeze up. Is that, is, is that, do you think, a possible T-shirt? Nervous door opener? Yes, possibly it is. <laughs> I haven't got round to last week's t-shirt idea, which is, it was to do with mud. Oh. I've got it written down somewhere. Mud is necessary, yeah. but mud, mud is dangerous or mud something. Is finite. Mud, mud, mud is, is finite. finite. I can't remember yeah, the first part. <laughs> mud is fun, but mud is finite. That's mud, it. That was what it was, yeah. I think that that, I could see one. that being a really big seller over the coming months. I think so. So have a look at some of these logistics yeah. that have come in. Here's one. It's, it's a direct piece of advice for you, actually, Sam. Oh. I don't know if you've read it or not. Um, it comes from, um, I can't see the name, IFS Adam. Um, and it's about your Isle of Wight chip shop war. Mm. Of course, remember when you tried to get there shut, in, yeah. in time and it was shut. He says, the locally regarded premium chippy is Aussies. Mm. Are you familiar with Aussies? No. <clears throat> he says, you might not have found it on your travels as it's hidden on a council estate in Newport. Right. Um, I think this is because it isn't easy for visiting city boys mm. such as yourself <laughs> to find. So it sounds like he's a local. 
uh, and he says, if you ever visit, you may want to tone it down a bit in order to fit in with the locals. Enjoy. First of all, I am basically a local out there. It's not like I'm fucking wet behind the ears when it comes to Isle of Wight. Yeah. Second of all, the council state in Newport, I'm not some fucking... I'm, I'm not some sort of Martian come down visiting the council accommodation first time. You see the one I fucking grew up on, mate. Although exactly. it didn't have a chippy, it did have a B-Jams. Well, Aussie's is called Aussie's Place, but it's Place the I Fish. I don't fancy it. And first of all, it? like Newport is quite a long way from where I usually stay. And right. it does seem absurd to travel into the midst of a council estate to get your chips, however good they are. And thirdly, I sort of think... That's on a council estate. That is for the people of that estate. Leave yeah, it to them. They don't need me. Yeah. I, if I did go there, I would not tone it down. Why should I? Mm. Right? You live out loud. Yeah. You go in there and order a fish cake. I don't give a fuck. What, some fucky? Oh, don't, don't come round here being so noisy. Fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> just give us me chips. Just give us the fucking... I'm looking chip. at it. I could do without the fucking lecture. I'll get enough of that at home from the fucking people telling me how to use doors. I've come here to relax. So fucking spare me I'm... the lecture about my behaviour and give me my fucking fish cake, cunt. <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it's on TripAdvisor. It's got 86 reviews and 73 of those are excellent. Six are very good. I don't doubt there it's good, four. but what I'm saying is leave it to the people. It's a local, it's, it's very much a local chip shop by the sounds of thing for local people. I don't want to add to the queues. It's probably really popular. I feel like it's for the, for the residents of that area and they don't right. need me fucking bowling up there, then doing a podcast going on about it, then everyone's fucking going down. It's why I actually haven't said the name of my chippy that I go to in the Isle of Wight. Yeah. I don't want these places to get overrun. I mean, you know what happened? Remember that pizza place that I saved in um, the, in Lake Como? Yeah, yeah, of course. So Yeah, went wild, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Would you like to hear a couple of the one-star TripAdvisor reviews yes. from it? Uh, but these date back to 2016 and 2015, so they're not, not necessarily uh, currently accurate. But um, the first one is titled, A Place to Miss at All Costs. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <coughs> and they've, they've, they've put... This, this is Dennis, who lives on the Isle of Wight, apparently. So he's local. And he's put, uh, Someone has written, Best chip shop ever. Can't be further from the truth. Found them to be serving far too large portions of very bad quality chips, obviously from bad quality potatoes. <laughs> no taste. And if your idea of good is loads and loads of disgusting food, then dream on. Not mine. What? Really bad experience. What the fuck? <laughs> They're complaining because the chip portions were too big. <laughs> too many. Too many chips and he didn't like them. And then uh, Mumra13, who's also from the Isle of Wight, from Newport. Uh, similar complaint. They say, quantity over quality. And uh, the review says, on first entering the shop, there was a smell of burnt oil, but still decided to give them a chance. The chips we received were dotted in small black bits for what I can only assume is burnt and clean oil. <laughs> Some of the chips were not even cooked fully. <laughs> the only plus side is that you get a lot for your money, but quantity does not make up for quality. <laughs> so there you go. I, but I, I mean, as I you, say, listen, all I'd say is you don't have to fucking eat them all. If someone gives you a large portion of chips, if they're not exactly. nice, don't fucking eat them all. Chuck them. <laughs> Give them to the fucking birds. Yeah, don't complain. To Excuse me, I would like to complain about these chips. There's far, far too many. Uh, 
Well, as I say, that's that's the minority view because they've got uh, eighty six reviews and um, seventy three of them are excellent. So yeah, well, I, it sounds not... it sounds good, but I won't be travelling all the way to Newport to I, get them. I, but thanks I read for the those, tip. But don't tell me I read to tone those it down. I'm going to tone it up now. <laughs> I read those purely for amusement. Um, what else have we got here? Um, yeah, this is from Howell Davis on Twitter. Should I leave my teaspoon in my mug or take it out if I want my hot drink to cool down quicker? Mm. Now, is this... It, I didn't know this was a thing. If you leave your spoon in, your drink stays hotter for longer. That's what they say. I wasn't aware of this. But if you've got a spoon, I, that means mm. you've probably... I would never have a spoon... Because I don't take sugar. Do you know why I don't take sugar in my hot drinks? Because I'm not a fucking baby. Yeah, it's, it's for children, It's isn't for it? fucking sugar, babies. Sugar in everything. Could you make it sweeter? I don't like it if not. If you're having fucking sugar in your tea, especially, and, and in your coffee, really, I mean, I don't have it in either. I can just about understand some people having it in coffee, but even then, it's like, does that mean you just don't like the taste? So you have to put sugar in mm. Because then mm. it just tastes like sugary hot water. So you might as well just have yeah. some sweetened milk or some fucking yeah. sweet hot water or something. It doesn't taste any different. So <laughs> sweet hot water. I'm not like, can I have some hot? Uh, would you like a tea or a coffee? I'd just have a cup of hot water with some sugar in it, please. That is the well, stuff they throw at Nazis in prison. Some people some people have hot water with um, honey in it, don't they? Yeah. And they've got a cold. And lemon. So it is a thing, and a I guess. Of lemon. Yeah. Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Jalapeño. Don't put sugar in your tea is my advice. It's like embarrassing. It's fucking I mean, embarrassing. You're very, very anti-sugar anywhere on the whole. I've got a sugar you, problem, mate. I, I'm, I mean, got... I'm like, with sugar, I'm not going to lie, I am quite anti-sugar, but I have a big sugar problem. I am all or nothing with sugar. So I'm either going mm. on some mad, like, non-sugar period, which is a great way to lose weight. It's hard, but if you suddenly say, right, I'm just... You don't have to adjust anything else. You just go, I'm not going to eat sugar for a couple of weeks best fucking yeah. thing you can do if you want to lose a few pounds but I cannot that what I can't do it was a bit like I was with booze and drugs it's like I can't think I'll go back to have a little bit of sugar because yeah, yeah. I might go like All two three weeks with no sugar and now I think oh I'll just do you want biscuit yeah I'll just have a biscuit it, I'm just a normal person who could just eat a biscuit and then forget about it like a normal human I eat the biscuit <laughs> no next thing you know it's 4am <laughs> I'm in Ibiza 
I'm surrounded by packets of fucking jammy dodgers and my <laughs> my face is in a fucking bowl of lime and tate, right? I'm fucking I'm masturbating wildly naked with fucking biscuits all over me. It's a, you know, and it, it, it all started with one fucking biscuit. That's the problem. It's easily done. Like yesterday, I I had two puddings at my mum's. I went round my mum's and mm. I had two puddings, and then I had something in the evening as well. I can't remember what. Yeah, it's just like I don't. But thank God, I do not have fucking sugar in my hot drinks because then that would just yeah. compound a problem that's already bad enough. I mean, I don't add sugar to anything at all. There's only one thing I add sugar to, and that's an old childhood snack favourite, which is mashed up banana Ooh. on some fresh white bread. Oh, that sounds good. Nice. Gotta be fresh, mm. uh, which is buttered. Yeah. And and then a little bit of sugar on top. Yeah, that sounds It amazing. used to be a lot of sugar on top when I was a kid, but a li- just a little bit now. So not toasted. And, oh, it's so the good. The bread's just... Not toasted. Lovely. Fresh, fresh white bread, buttered, mashed up banana, little bit of sugar... Oh, I now Good want tip. some of that. I also want some fish and chips have now. You've got, well. so you got a name for that. You've got a name for that? Banana bread. Banana, banana and bread, mm. I call it. Na- it's not banana bread, because that's, that's bread, what people bread. used to make during lockdown. <laughs> no. <laughs> and the other thing I used to mainly add sugar to, which I don't anymore, is Rice Krispies. Mm. When I was a kid, I yeah. had, I'd, yeah. had a spoon of sugar but on my Rice Krispies. Like you say, when you were a kid, I had, cereal, I had sugar on cereal when I was a kid. But then, you know, you, yeah. you grow up and you no longer need to have fucking the blunt instrument, the stimulant of sugar sprinkled on anything in Big order sugar. for it to be palatable because your palate mm. should fucking, mm. you know, evolve and develop into something a little bit more sensitive so. and nuanced. So for me, pr- I, mistrust, I mistrust people who have sugar in tea uh, just as I mistrust yeah. people who have milky tea. So you think the people who have sugar in tea have got underdeveloped palates, is that what you're saying? Yeah. And personalities. I think it's like mm. when you're going to face up to the realities of life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You can't. I think there's a line from Peep Show that's about that, where you go something like crunchy nut cornflakes are just cut normal cornflakes for people who can't face reality. <laughs> it's, it's something along those lines. People will remember because they remember those lines off off by heart. But I really, I'm I'm on board with them on that with Sam Bain and Jesse yeah. Armstrong, writers of Peep Show. Oh, yeah, they know, they know their stuff. Did you used to have sugar in Ready Breck? When you were yeah, young? I'd have sugar yeah. on all my cereal. Sugar in Ready Breck was like a visual treat as well because it would start to melt. Crystallise. The, I'm, assuming you, I'm assuming you had melt, uh, Ready Breck with milk, milk and not with water because that would oh, be, yeah. Right yeah. And, and it would start to sort of turn into like a grey kind of pattern yeah. in the Ready Breck, wouldn't it? You'd stir it in. Lovely. It was nice, wouldn't have but that those now. days are gone. I wouldn't have that now, though. It was nice, mm. but those days got. I mean, in those days, sugar on fucking everything. My mum is like, that's where I get the sugar addiction. She's got a massive sugar problem. And I've tried to explain to her, I right. go, mum, you've had a very traumatic life. She has had a traumatic life, to be fair. I said, you have mm. never... Because, pr- obviously, I'm a fucking mental health bore. I'm like a weirdo or fucking grabbed anyone and start trying to therapise them. I go, you've had a traumatic yeah. life. You've never processed any of the trauma you've been through. You're highly strung. You're riddled with anxiety. And you try to fight this by consuming sugar non-stop, like as a, as a way of processing your fucking nervous energy, right? And that's what you've got to get to grips with. And she just looks at me blankly and just goes, oh, all right. 
oh, that's nice, and then just sort of, <laughs> like, rolls her eyes at whoever else is in the room. But I'm fucking right about it. you got to understand, my mum used to go, if you were crying, right, uh, I was, we were once looking after a niece and uh, one of my cousins. But it was on my dad's yeah. side, weirdly, but they asked my mum, even though they were long since divorced, to look after this kid. And the kid was a little bit of a brat and she was crying and I was there and I walked in the room. I was probably a teenager at the time. And I caught my mum feeding this, this child, my cousin, spoonfuls of pure sugar. What? Yeah. She was going, there you go, this will make you feel better. Because this kid was going mental because her parents had gone away on holiday, left her with my mum. The kid had got upset. She couldn't stop her crying. So and then I, I heard suddenly the crying so stop. So I wandered into the other room thinking, what's going on here? And my mum was just like fucking plunging a fucking teaspoon into this bag of white sugar and then shoveling it into the kid's mouth. And the kid had just stopped crying and was... I keep calling her the kid, she's my cousin, but I, I haven't seen her in years. Probably for a reason. And probably her parents, my uncle and aunt, probably came back and said, you are never seeing that part of the family again. They are awful people. <laughs> and they'd have been right. <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's, there's something in that. I remember when I was a kid, we used to go to British home stores for... If I was, like, out in Sunderland Town Centre with my mum on a Saturday mm. afternoon, which was which was hell. <laughs> to this day, that remains my idea of hell. Mm. Going around the shops with me mum and me nana on a Saturday afternoon yeah. in Sunderland was the fucking worst. Because you'd just be standing around in shops that you had no interest in. Uh, you never so went anywhere bored. that you wanted to go. You'd just been dragged around. So we'd end up in British Home Stores Cafe mm. to have it, sit down, a cup of tea, maybe a scone, something like that. But they used to sell, um, they used to sell sugar cubes in packets of two for two pence. Oh yeah. So I would get a packet of sugar cubes and I'd sit there and eat me sugar Fuck cubes. It. I'm that bored. I'm gonna have some fucking I, sugar. I wouldn't do that now. No. I don't think. No. I did just have, just before we started recording this, I had two delicious biscuits from M&S. And right. uh, that's me off now. I'll probably have some more sugar later. As a result, it'll haunt me. Mm. For- I bought some bourbons yesterday. I haven't had any bourbons for ages. I bought two packets of bourbons and a packet of custard creams as well. Mm. And they're going to get fucking absolutely smashed Demolished, soon. yeah. Yeah, just shoved into my face. Yeah, it's, that's, it's that's the problem with me. About it. If it's there... And especially if I'm left unmonitored, it'll just get fucking eight. I prefer not to have it Do we know anything about this this, this tea thing then? Nah, I mean, what I'm saying is, this is a long way around of me telling this bloke, I'm not prepared to engage with him on this because you're obviously have sugar in your hot drinks. And for that reason, believe me, the temperature of your tea is is the least of your problems. You need to face up to reality, realise you're an adult, understand Mm. that you can't just keep indulging yourself like you were a child with silly habits like sugar in drinks grow up yeah start having proper tea without sugar in it and then we'll talk about the temperature of your tea plus as well why do you need the tea to cool down just wait be patient yeah know instinctively what i call your opt temp that's my abbreviation for optimum temperature and if you're if you've been drinking tea your whole life you pretty much should instinctively know there should be an internalised yeah. clock that tells you when yeah. the tea is ready to sip. And that's different yeah. for every person. So I can't say, oh, it's always three minutes or whatever. Depends on the person mm. and what their personal tastes are. I'm not going to start being prescriptive about what your up-temp should be. But you should know your up-temp mm. and you should instinctively know when that up-temp arrives 
I do. I don't think about it. It's just instinct. I reach out for the cup and, and drink it. I just know when it's ready. Mm. It's the same thing with boxers. Boxers know when um, when three minutes is almost up in a round. Yeah. I know they get that noise when there's 10 seconds to go, but they know when... That they could tell you exactly when that's going to come because they just it's know built in. how long three minutes is. Yeah. yeah. Um, boxing is a lot like tea drinking, I guess. I've got another tea um, one here which might just continue it naturally. Go for it, uh, yeah, it's yeah. from James Byrne. He said, um, I've recently been contemplating treating myself and my good wife to a bedside tea-making facility. Have either of you... Yeah any experience of using such a facility and if so can you recommend a particular type of I think we've talked about these before I did get one when I went to university my mum got me a teas made as like a going away present <laughs> she probably yeah. thought you lazy cunt there's no fucking chance you'll be gonna... in bed all the time yeah so she got one I thought this was great uh, so this would have been 1994 she got it from Argos and it was a joke yeah. mate because you have to you think Oh, you just wake up and there's a lovely hot steaming cup of tea next to you. First of all, you have to do loads of admin the night before. And of course, when you're a student, the whole point is that she knew that I'll be going to bed battered every night, very late, off my tits. And then in the morning, I'll wake up hungover and not feel like traipsing into the communal kitchen to make myself a cup of tea. So, yeah. but by def- that's all correct. But by definition, you're not going to come in from wherever you've been and start going, oh, I must prepare the teas, prepare mate. tomorrow's tea. And you go and, yeah. like, put, put a bit of water into the into the reservoir <laughs> and then you that's reattach is, that yeah. plastic reservoir to the back of the teas, made, And then you do this, that and the other. You put in some tea bags or tea leaves or whatever. And then you also need fresh milk because it doesn't make it with milk. Obviously, it makes black tea. This was back then, so things might have moved on. It makes black tea, yeah. and then you need some milk lying around. So you need to get up anyway, unless you have a fridge in your room, which I did, but most people don't. And um, and then the, my last criticism of it is, well, there's two two last criticisms. One is the cups that it came out into, they were like thimbles, Andy. I mean, it was right. like two sips of tea and you're done. But it would wake you up with this fucking fanfare and for about half an hour it'd be going, burping, spluttering, whirring. And then eventually it would fart out this tepid grey tea. Right. Mm. You add a splash of milk to it, you drink it, it's lukewarm and there's about two gulps and that's it. And all that trouble you've been to for that, it was like, I must have used it three times and I just gave up. Has technology yeah. moved on since then? Maybe, but I'm sure we'd have heard, we'd have heard about it, wouldn't we? <clears throat> I'm looking at Curry's website. I'm looking at a tease made on there, and I, I don't think the technology has really moved on very much by the looks of it. This one holds a capacity of 600 millilitres, which isn't much, no. is it? It says it makes two cups, mm. probably just, but uh, yeah, you but and the, I the, both you like to see the mugs, cups they give you with we? it. Does this one come yeah. with cups? It it holds one cup at a time by the looks of right, it. Pathetic. I mean, I remember years and years ago, I bought my mum and dad one for Christmas, mm. and they never used it. Nah. It just sat there by their by their bed for for years and years <laughs> until they politely just they like, removed it, it, and it, it, it until it, your and dad took it out the front door and rugby kicked it down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to get rid of anything. Yeah. In the end, just lose your temper yeah. and have to do a fucking goalie <laughs> kick. 
Oh, yeah. Where's the tea's made? What happened to that? Oh, there was an accident with it. Yeah, yeah I it accidentally off, dropped it. Fell off the bedside it. table. Probably I, I drop kicked it into the next street. Someone else has got it now. It come off the table and I tripped over it and then it somehow went down the road. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would definitely warn you against it. Plus, it's yeah. like, ultimately, in my house, I get up and make the tea when the alarm goes off in the morning. That's, you know, everyone's yeah. got their own job. That's mine. So as soon as the alarm goes off, I just get up, go down, make tea. To be honest... I do it almost like, um, you know, like when you just go on autopilot. I barely know I'm awake. You know, the alarm goes off and before I know it, I'm just there in my dressing gown in the kitchen making tea. I quite like the ritual. It's all part of the fun. As you know, I make tea only with tea leaves in a teapot. You do, Uh, that's correct. Because I'm quite fancy and particular. I like like it. I like loading up the pot, putting the cups onto the tray, Mm, taking it back upstairs. That, for me, part of tea... A love of tea is as much about the ceremony as it is about the, the drinking. Yeah. It's like drugs in that yeah, way. Yeah, so I was going to say it's quite similar to heroin. Yeah, her- well, all drugs um, have their... I mean, heroin seems to have the most elaborate and um, aesthetically pleasing or engaging <laughs> sort of ceremony around it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but all drugs have their little rituals and the little bits and bobs that you need. Their works, as junkies call them. And, and, and let's be let's be frank, tea is a drug. It is, so, yeah. But it's, it's, a, just it's a relatively benign one. And, it's a lovely one. You know, coffee. It's a lovely, lovely I, drug. I drink I drink coffee, but it has a bad effect on me. And I just, you know, the best thing I can do is just drink more. The more tea I drink the less coffee I'm drinking and the more yeah. spiritually centred I feel, in all honesty. Yeah. How are you enjoying yeah, your same. Beatles mug, mate? Loving it. Loving it. It just reminds me of the glorious thing that is get back every time mm. I drink from it. Um, I, I have some toast every time I drink from it as well. Toast and marmalade? Or some mashed potato. Some mashed potato. With cheese sauce. I oh, know, it's <laughs> cauliflower like cheese sauce. <laughs> Yeah. Ask one of your kids anyway, we'll to go out and, and source well, you some shoes and a frilly bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what you could. So we'll leave it there. So we're basically saying down with teas, mate. Mm. Just make yeah. tea. Make sure there's no sugar in it. Get yourself a nice pot. Did you see? I posted yeah. it on Twitter, I think, a while ago. Did you see the zippy teapot that I got Len for Christmas? Oh, no, I didn't see that. I'll send you a picture of it. It's a one cup. I'll seek that out. It's a one cup teapot in the shape of Zippy's right. head. And the, nice. bo- the top half is the pot and the, the bottom half that it sits on is the cup. And you just put one <laughs> tea bag in, pour the and Len does do this every day after school. He pours the water the into his, his one cup teapot and then has it in yeah. his Zippy cup. Oh, brilliant. Best teapot ever. Right. Right, that's it from this one. We'll do another Life Logistics next week, I think, because I've still got a few to get through. If you've got any in the meantime, you want to send in uh, email, Twitter, you know, usual channels. Uh, Thank you very much. Hope we've helped. Goodbye. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 